welcome. My name is Tracy Cook and this is a podcast series, Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious. Our guest today is absolutely amazing. He's going on to support and inspire others. He is a speaker, a facilitator, a mentor, and a coach. He's been married for 21 years, uh, 20, 21 years, and has three children and one grandchild with his lovely wife, Denise. We're going to welcome the victim to victory today, Oliver Marcel. Welcome. Thank you. This is awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm excited to get to speak to you. So this is going to be great, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come in and, and share with your audience. Thank you. The pleasure is absolutely all ours. Now, we were having a, a little bit of a pre-show chat and I yeah. was just telling Oliver um, how I've been stalking his social media <laughs> in a good way and I'm just amazed and just blown away at his faith and his power and his commitment to actually serving others and wow. the way he communicates is just so inspiring and so motivating. Oliver, where does your story start? Wow, my story starts way back. I'm going to take you, you know, uh, to some early chapters of my life. Let me see if I can even remember back that far. I'm going to go back to about 17, right? So at 17, I, I go off to college and I have this, I, I don't know, just I'm a dreamer at 17 and I'm looking at all of the things that are going to happen in my life. I'm looking down the road. I'm like, man, I'm going to have a great job. I'm going to have this fantastic wife. I'm going to have this beautiful family. I'm going to live in this beautiful home. I'm I'm thinking all of these things, right? Because as I step into my, my, my university life, I'm thinking that that's going to be the result of all those things, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't go that way. So it, a, a myriad of mistakes on my part and on others parts i can't you know you you can't blame other people for what happens in your life but there are people who contribute to the trajectory of your life and so there are things that happened on the college end so i i went to school originally to get a broadcasting degree and they phased the broadcasting program out halfway through my university career and so now i'm stuck in debt trying to figure out what things are going to happen. And then that's when the spiraling takes place because I'm disappointed about how life is going. It's not going the way I envisioned when I was 17 and dreamy. And, and now I'm just in this turmoil, if you will. And I'm using, I'm using that instead of it motivating me to really kind of push to figure out a way to get out of it. It kind of became a badge of honor. And I just use it as an excuse to just act up and just, you know, well, I'm going to be, let's be a wild child. Since things aren't going my way, let me just go ahead and just do whatever I feel like doing. And so that kind of took me into my 20s. And uh, honestly, there's some things I'm paying for right now, which is the 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 gist of my T-shirt. But we'll talk about that later. It It's it's interesting because it during that time I got married. 
started a family, but took a lot of that, a lot of that hurt, a lot of that anger, a lot of that disappointment into that relationship. And all the while, as I look back now, looking back on my life, I realized that many of those things, if not all of them, play a significant role in where I am today in terms of what I do in the relationship space and in the men's empowerment space. But I get married. I, I, I take all of that into this marriage. And as such, I'm not really doing great as a husband in the beginning because I have all of this stuff that I still have to go through. I have some discovery that has yet to take place and those kinds of things. And then I have a pivotal moment. Here's my pivotal moment. It's about 18 years into my marriage. <clears throat> we have two little girls at the time. And I come home really late at night because, again, I'm telling you, I was kind of crazy and still a wild child. Come home one one early morning, really, four in the morning. And at the time, I was still I was reading this like devotional book and it allowed you to do some journaling. And even in my you know wild child state, I would still do that every day. I would still have that journaling time. And during this time, this particular day, I. Uh, just a question pops into my head just out of the blue. And I know, I believe nothing happens out of the blue, but I'm using that term out of the blue. This question pops into my head. And the question is, if your daughters grow up and they bring the version of the current version of you, if they bring someone like that home, what are you going to do? Now me being me being the hothead that I was at the time, I'm like, it's going to be a problem. Like, we're going to have a problem. Like me and that person are somebody's going to somebody's not going to walk away from this scenario. So the next question that pops in my head is, OK, if you're so fired up about that. What are you going to do about you? How many fathers have actually sat there and asked themselves those questions, especially with daughters, because yeah. the father daughter relationship. That's different to a father-son relationship. I don't care it what is. anyone says. It is. It is. And how My many fathers pain. have actually yeah. asked themselves that question and really looked at themselves and thought, if I came home as their boyfriend, would I be happy about that? Exactly. And that, that's pretty powerful. That is a definite pivotal moment. That was a pivotal moment. Now, I'm not saying that after that day, things got immediately better. But that was the moment that I turned in the in a and faced a different direction. And what I tell guys often is that you don't have to worry about taking on the burden of being the best version of yourself at the moment of that discovery. Your job at the moment of that discovery is to make sure that that discovery turn points you in the right direction and that you commit to putting one foot in front of the other. And so at that point, I was like, okay, if I don't want to be this kind of guy and I know I want to be this kind of guy, what do I have to do? And so from that moment on, I just started putting one foot in front of the other as it relates to just allowing myself to be open to the discovery that was necessary for me to become a better husband, to become a better father, to become a better man in general. And so, uh, and it's, and it's an ongoing process that was 20 years ago. That pivotal moment was 20 years ago. 
20 years later, as I'm sitting here with you and having this fantastic conversation, I'm still growing. I'm still putting one foot in front of the other. The only difference is that I'm further down the road now than I was 20 years ago. So if you think about it like this, I tell guys all the time, if you step outside of your home right now and in any direction, pick a direction, you start putting one foot in front of the other and you do that for the next four hours. You will look up and be like, wait a minute, I'm kind of far from home. And it all you did was put one foot in front of the other. And yeah, you may not be at your destination, but you're further along. So if you commit to continuing to do that consistently, you will continue to make progress. And that's just such an important um, thing to make as well, because yeah. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to to do it straight away or to get results straight away, and right. and that just yeah. adds to the mix and the and the uh, anger and the anxiety and the depression and and uh, all those kind of things. And I think that's you know just one step after another. And we say it so commonly as well. And right. I think it's there's a lot of power in really enforcing that and especially in men's empowerment as well. And if you don't mind me asking, I'm really intrigued of the shirt that you're wearing, the 2020 hindsight. Sure. I'm really intrigued. Tell us a bit about that. Absolutely. So the shirt, so the, the little piece you don't see is the word before. So it's 2020 before hindsight. And that came out of the book. So I wrote a book for men entitled overcoming the man laws. And in that book, I talk about that journey of self-discovery that I just mentioned. So I talk about the things that I grappled with leadership, relationships, respect, trust, altruism, authenticity. I talk about those things in the book. And in the beginning of the book, it's dedicated to two groups of people. One is people like my son. My son is this. My son is the youngest of our three kids. He's 19. And I said, may you achieve 2020 long before hindsight. Because everybody knows the phrase hindsight is 2020. And there are a lot of things that I am living in hindsight over. Some things that I mistakes that I made, some things that I should not have done that I did, some pitfalls that I found myself falling in that I should not have fallen in. And now in hindsight, I'm paying the consequences for those things. I'm I'm learning the lessons from those things. My goal in life is to help somebody achieve 2020 before hindsight, meaning giving them some level of clarity that allows them to bypass some of the pitfalls that would uh, that would deter them on their trajectory of life. And so that's what this shirt is about. And once a, a buddy of mine that read the book early on when it first came out, he saw that dedication. He was like, man, I love that 2020 before hindsight. That should be a T-shirt. And so since then, it has been a T-shirt that's part of the the merch that we that we offer. I love that. And obviously, we'll be sharing out where people can connect with you and um, what you're about in the coaching and mentoring and speaking space and all of your merch and things like that as well. And I know that you've got a desire and a mission to uh, guide couples as well in their relationships um, that mirrors the relationship with Christ, has uh, with with your church and things like that as well. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that that's that's a man. I, I don't even know if passion is a strong enough word. That is something that we just realized over the years is just we we have a burning desire to see 
couples thrive and to see relationships, see you live out a relationship with your teammate. We, we call it building the relationship of your dreams and because you can. You can build the relationship of your dreams. I, I go back to, to what I was dreaming about at 17, and it wasn't far-fetched. It just required a blueprint like anything that you build, right? If you're building a home, nobody builds a home and, and tells the builder, hey, you know what? Do whatever you feel like doing. No, they have some idea of what they want. And that those ideas go into a blueprint. And if you follow that blueprint correctly, you will get what is designed on the blueprint. And so we we spend a lot of time helping couples to identify their most important emotional needs, to identify their communication styles, to uh, to really dig into how to manage conflict effectively how to build intimacy. And then as they start to kind of go through these things, they begin to see the growth in their relationship. And they have these aha moments like, wait a minute, we can do this. Like this really can be what we thought we what we thought it was going to be when we walked down the aisle. And so I'm getting just <laughs> I'm getting great joy out of seeing couples do that. Like it is so awesome to sit with a couple, walk them through this process uh, and and see the the progress and the results and and it's funny that just dropped in our laps. All of this just dropped in our laps. So for those who are listening, I didn't set out to do this. Like I, I really didn't. We were part of a marriage group years ago, and we were the we were participants. We weren't the leaders, but for some reason, people would always come to my wife and I and say, "Man, we love your relationship." you know, we love how you guys are digging in and, you know, can you give us some advice? And we're looking at them like, wait a minute, we're in the group for the same reason you're in the group. <laughs> you know, we're trying to get help too. So, but for some reason it just kept, it get, it kept happening. And so I decided I'm going to start a blog and that's all I ever imagined this would be is us blogging, sharing our journey in hopes that it wouldn't inspire and encourage others on their journey. But that's, you know, we're people of faith. And so we, I say all the time, God had more in store for us. That's not all he wanted us to do. People started asking us to speak. So we started having these speaking engagements here and there. And then and we started the podcast and then and then YouTube. And then somebody asked us to they said, you know what? We would love for you to come along on this journey with us. We haven't been married as long as you have. I'm sure that there's some things you can share with us that would guide us along our way. And so, we, you know, my wife and I look at each other like, you know what? What the heck? Let's try it. We coach this couple. And the light bulb was like, oh, this is the space where we belong. Isn't this is where we belong. The, the, yeah. the and then after that, we went. I was going to say after that, we we went. We, we just started getting the certifications and so that we could, you know, really live in the space properly. But, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it how. You explain that then because you really took me on that journey of what it was like. You know, you're the yeah. participants in a relationship group. Obviously, your your energy and your vibration attracted others. And obviously, you know, your your integ integrity and your magnetism. And, you know, if you, you had a great relationship and that's attracted people to you. And you just took me on such a beautiful journey then. I was just right in that room there with you, Oliver, because... I think God does have a plan and it's not always apparent to us. 
And we go yeah. through all these lessons and this mess and then all of a sudden and your words exactly are falls in your lap right yeah. there. Yeah. And then it's obvious, right? Yeah. And then you look, yeah, you look back. Cause as I look back, I realize, okay, man, the man, all of these experiences lead up to me being able to sit in front of a couple or sit in front of a guy and, and share the way that I can share, right? Because I can give you a concept around communication and maybe you grasp it. Maybe you don't, but then I can give you that concept around communication, tailor it to what's happening in your life specifically, and then give you a real world example from where I got it wrong and where I got it right. And the combination of those things, I believe, is a, a great combination when we're working with couples because it allows you to sit in your situation and see it from your perspective. It also allows you to see it from our perspective, which often encourages you because you're like, okay, well, if he walked through that successfully, so can I. That is just so powerful. And having somebody as a mentor who has gone through what you potentially are going to go through and just to be able to, I don't like the word shortcut, just just to be able to see a different perspective and second guess yourself or think, hmm, maybe he's got a point. Maybe I won't keep falling in the same hole. Maybe they're, right. they're, they're here for a reason for me. Maybe yeah. they've been through what they've been through to show me that I don't have to go through that and there's a better way. That's right. That's Maybe right. Men. men need empowerment. Men need empowerment. Men need empowerment. We we need to, we need to, and I'm saying we because I, I went through this. We need to understand that it is that because here's the thing. A lot of us are taught, whether overtly or indirectly, that we have to be the provider, the protector, the priest, the warrior, the conqueror. And that, and I agree with that, but we're often told that we have to be that at the expense of all the other things that make us a human being. And, and as men, we have to realize that those other things, the things that we were told make us look weak and make us look soft, that the, the emotional side, the psychological side, that the, the the mental health and well-being, the self-care, the vulnerability, the, the ability to talk and share. All of that is as equally important. And you and you're, you paying attention to those things actually makes you a better priest, provider, protector, warrior and conqueror. We need to know that and we need more people to shout that from the mountaintops so that and 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 live out that example. And that's what I'm what I'm trying to do as, as I work with men, just letting them know, hey, listen, that's as much a part of you as the warrior is a part of you. And at some point, every warrior needs to sharpen their tools, needs to sharpen their axe or their spear or their sword, or whatever it is, the weapon that they use from day to day, they still have to take a moment to do that. And those moments are just as necessary and significant. 
They are very significant. And I love the fact that you can still be strong and manly and a provider and you can still have a strength in your vulnerability as well. And so many times it's like, man up, boys don't cry. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's totally okay. So people like you, Oliver, that are leading the charge and advocating for men's empowerment and saying all of that is okay and you can still have this as well. You can have it all. That's right. I love it. I absolutely love mm-hmm. it. It is definitely a movement uh, for men and we yeah. need to speak about this more often. We need to share messages like this. And it, it do you think it's a bit generational as well because – you know, back in ye old days yeah. when probably we were growing up, right. um, you know, it uh, it wasn't really spoken about, was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And and that's interesting. You would you would say that because I'm a product of that, right? My father is uh, from the Caribbean, and there were just certain things that you just did not talk about. There were certain things that a men that men had to do no matter what. And there were certain things that men were never going to do or show. Like there wasn't this vulnerable side. There wasn't this side of, of talking and expressing and sharing your heart. Like that wasn't happening. Right. And my father never taught me directly, Hey, don't ever do that. But I watched him and the way he operated. And I even sometimes find myself saying, even to this day, even though I'm in the men's empowerment space and I know these things are okay, sometimes I still look at him. He's in his 80s now. And sometimes I still say, man, I, I still can't live up to who he was. But I, what I'm saying is that that very stoic, very you know, protector, provider, conqueror, priest, I only saw that part of him. And when you only see that part of him, those are the ideologies that you grow up with. And what I realized, which is what I share in the book, is that some of the stuff I held on to in the way of respect, in the way of authenticity, I realized they weren't working for me when I got married. And so I realized there's some adjustments that I have to make. And the thing that I try to drive home with guys so much is that adjustments are not a threat to your authenticity. You can make all the adjustments in the world. They are not a threat to your authenticity because, guys, the pushback I get all the time is, man, all this stuff you're talking about, man, you're trying to change who I am. No, I'm not trying to change who you are. I'm trying to change the trajectory of your life. Those are two very different things. You can be you can be the person you are and going the, the wrong way. It's like having a beautiful car. You can have a beautiful car, whatever your favorite car is, Mercedes Benz. It can be it can be the greatest car in the world. But if you go in the wrong direction, you're never going to reach your destination. So it's not about changing who you are. It's about changing the course of your life. And sometimes in order to do that, you have to make some adjustments. And that's what I learned, because with the generational thing, I learned, Okay, you know what? It worked for them. And maybe it didn't. Let's be clear. If we were being 100% honest, maybe it didn't work for them, but they made it work. Mm. Now we live in a, 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 an, an age where that approach is not going to get you too far, not without a lot of headache and heartache. So what would you prefer? Would you prefer to just continue to bang your head against the wall, holding on to your ideology? Or would you be willing to make some minor adjustments that now allow you 
to live in some level of harmony. I love that. I remember growing up seeing my mum and dad hold hands for the first time ever when they're in their late 60s. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you've never done that. You never showed public affection. Little things That's like right. that, right? Just little things can be so significant. And um, I thought, oh, dad does have a loving side to him. <laughs> it's amazing. It's always there, like you said, but yeah. it's just what uh, they wanted to allow you to see. And That's I'm right. so glad that we can evolve and that we're in new times where we can talk about these things and that we can um, change our trajectory of where we're going, especially with advocates right. like you. And what are you doing for the rest of uh, 2022? Have you got any projects or anything coming up? So we are we are in the fall. We're starting back our YouTube series. We started a YouTube series called Inside the Relationship, and it's a show that we do live. And we took a break through the summer. Well, we took a break from that. We took a hiatus from the podcast. So those two things will be starting back up in the fall. Uh, we're looking at doing some workshops and some things of that nature, some summits that we'll be a part of. And so um, at those who connect with me will, you know, you'll see information about that as it appears. And and we're just we're just growing and expanding this thing. We're taking on new clients for the fall. So we have some spots that are available for uh, new clients that can come in in the fall. And we are working on some some things here and there. My wife is is very passionate about single parents, single mothers. And so she is uh, writing a book for single mothers right now. So we hope to see that uh, hopefully come out in the fall as well. So some little projects here and there that we're working on as we try to garner speaking engagements and things of that nature. So the best thing is just kind of connect with us and you'll see stuff pop up. For those for those who are in the faith-based community, we're doing a, a couple's week of prayer. Uh, in September coming up. And so all of those things are, you know, we kind of shoot out messages and things on social media to to let people know what we're up to. Fantastic. Unstoppable. And one of those 2020 before hindsight uh, merch is definitely making its way down under when I grab one of those as well. Um, that awesome. is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I love the movement. I love the power. I love the empowerment. And I love what you and your family are all about. You are the thought leaders of tomorrow and you are changing and saving lives. Oliver, what kind of message would you like to leave our audience on today? Listen, I'll, I'll give two. I'll give one to the couples and I'll give one to the men. So for the couples, and it's something I say often, create, be intentional about creating an experience that helps to grow your level of intimacy. Sometimes it's not all about doing, checking these boxes and doing all of this tough work. Yes, you will have to do that, but experiential intimacy and if you want to know more about that, you know, come see me. But experiential intimacy sometimes is the key that unlocks the door to the pathway of the relationship that you're trying to get to. So be intentional about creating an experience that grows your level of intimacy. And to the men, you know what? I'm just going to reiterate what I what I said earlier. You can make adjustments. You can be vulnerable. You can talk. You can speak. You can share. You can allow the right individual. That's the key because it can't be everybody. 
you can allow the right individual into your life that gives you some level of support that allows you to be vulnerable enough to sharpen your sword so that you can conquer. So authenticity is not threatened by those adjustments. Oh, I love it. I felt that. I felt that. That is awesome. Men, reach out, connect with Oliver. He has got all of the goods. He is here to serve. Look, thank you very much for being brave to share those snippets of your story as well. You're so appreciated here with the Victim to Victory community. We will definitely be sharing where to connect with Oliver and his movement. You can find the Victim to Victory podcast on YouTube, Anchor, Apple and Spotify. If you got value from today, and I know that you did because Oliver always delivers the goods, please subscribe and comment. And you can also go into our monthly draw and head to Oliver's website so you can check out everything else that he is doing as well. And let me leave you on a message today. First of all, thank you, Oliver, for being our valued guest today. Thank you. Uh, Let me leave you with a message of wear your story like a superhero cape and not an anchor. See you on the next episode.